Warning. Elements of real-world religion are used in this podcast to serve the purposes of a work of fiction. They are to drive the drama forward and are not intended to be taken as a statement of opinion by the players. Thank you for listening. So, uh, where we left off last time was that Levi had secured sleeping rooms for you at one of the boarding houses in town. Uh, you've had a chance now to sort of tour the town a little bit. Your group uh, is probably pretty tired because you've been on the road for a long time. Uh, yeah, it's becoming just... evening time. It is like 27 hours past Alistair's bedtime. Mm-hmm. No. I've been wearing my pajamas for the past day of adventure. <laughs> Funny slippers. Trying to give you the subble nod. <laughs> no, he, I, he saw, he's got like a Hugh Hefner smoking jacket kind of set up. Oh, I think that's probably... I was thinking open bathroom and tidy whiteies. <laughs> I pictured... Uh, Merry Christmas. Shitter was full. <laughs> I pictured uh, sweatpants. Oh, yeah, yeah. With a hole cut for the tail. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for yeah the that's tail. what the hole was for. <laughs> for tail. Yeah. <laughs> but yes... Um, Basically, it, it has come together now that you, you have a sort of very brief lay of the land. Uh, you are all reunited uh, as you are bunking down for the night, uh, for your first night in Flagstaff, and tomorrow begins the investigation in earnest. And as a reminder for you, not Ernest the guy, but Ernest the guy. <laughs> <laughs> as a reminder, you came here because there was a letter that was written that you intercepted. Kaylee has it over here. Uh, that was going to be my next question. Thank you for touching on that <laughs> subject. Why the fuck are we here? So it, it's come up a few times that you guys basically decided to come here strictly on the whim of this letter. And this letter doesn't describe a hell of a lot. It indicates that this man, Harlow Isaac Longway, um, who appears to be an up-and-up, maybe the top guy or close to the top guy of the Irenite upstart religion, uh, had some sort of successful operation here. He did something that was significant enough to warrant his personal attention. He came out here and did a thing, and then reunited with the cult at Promontory Point sometime later. Whatever happened in this letter has happened a while ago in-game. We're talking several months. Mm -hmm. But something significant occurred here in Flagstaff. And uh, given that you were being hounded by the Pinkertons, and U.S. Marshals, and Irenites, and Ol' Juanita, uh, you basically decided to fuck right off and Mm -hmm. uh, pursue your investigation somewhere it was a little less hot. Yeah. And, uh, Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> the middle of the desert seems like yes. it wouldn't be hot. In the middle of the summer, too. Uh, late summer. So August. Um, I'm sure August is much cooler. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it's, it's a dry heat. Yeah. <laughs> except for except for the Uzlord. I mean, the inside of my convection oven is a dry heat, too. So, uh, But yeah, you've taken yourselves here basically mm-hmm. to pursue this investigation as to what the hell Harlow, Longway, Harlow Isaac Longway was up to. And he went to Promontory after this. After this, yeah. So eventually what happened yeah. is... Uh, and you can do some basic deduction. I went over the map last night. Okay, but, but basically, the idea is um, to get here or leave here by train, you can't do it directly via the path you came from. There's no train that runs north and south that reaches Flagstaff. Instead, what he would have had to do is take a train east out into Amarillo, Texas, and go the long way around uh, north into Kansas and then west back into Utah. It's this ridiculous, gigantic, C-shaped uh, traveling route that he had to take uh, to get here and go there by train. Promontory Point is the super, super, super Aaronite like town that we walked through and we're like, nope, nope, nope. So you actually have never been to Promontory Point? Oh, we have not been no. to Promontory, Promontory Point. Promontory Point is actually the spot at which the Transcontinental Railroads intersected for the first time. It was the first place that uh, East and West Coasts were united by rail. But Promontory Point is basically, in the context of our game, uh, it is a train station that you know that he went to to be reunited with the folks that are in Utah practicing this religion. Um, it's also possible he went the other way, which would incl- uh, include going west across the rails. He would have traveled for some time to be reunited with the west end of the rails and then go all the way into California and north. That seems highly unlikely, especially since there's a lot of civil unrest right now uh, with Mexico and Southern California. <laughs> If and when you ever want to bring it up, I also have that other thing that would tie us to Flagstaff. Uh, I don't remember what the other thing was. It was the Jed thing. Oh, yes. Uh, when it seems appropriate, oh, you want to jump in. Cool Hashtag just Jed thing. <laughs> what you doing? Shooting guys? Being dead. Laying in a hole in the ground. <laughs> Eating beans, farting fire. <laughs> just every so often from out of the ground, you just... <laughs> it's the fire it's swamp. swamp <laughs> that doesn't that's, make sense. That's a funny thing. I love it. <laughs> well, um, so we should ask about we should ask around town, perhaps about this long range fellow. Yeah, since everything else appears to be completely normal. 
And Levi would suggest st starting at the church. The, the dynamic of the town, if you've forgotten, is basically that uh, when you heard about this place, what you heard about was that it really wasn't a town at all. Flatstaff was supposedly this like specific spot on the rails as they were expanding. It wasn't really. A yeah, it was like a railroad camp, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what you got here? It's very clearly a town. This basically in the last year or so has blossomed by more than 600 permanent residents. So oh. uh, it is it is getting to be quite a bit larger than you had originally surmised. And when you're going around, this dynamic seems to be that it's primarily three industries. You've got miners, you've got railway workers, and you've got lumberjacks. Uh, lumber out in here is very, very popular, and it is their most significant export. Uh, and all the structures, as a result, are all wooden structures. Mm -hmm. So you want to start at the church and start asking around? That's that's what I'm thinking. Uh, there may also be some clue in the, in the mines go through caves, and this is Dungeons and Dragons. Mm. <laughs> one never knows how many dragons they may have found in those dungeons. We did see at least one dragon. We think. So now we have to find at least one dungeon. Exactly. They never the put the two together. It's like the gate master and the key, the key master and the gatekeeper. Yep. Um, well, the, the church sounds like a good, promising lead. I would also like to see, is there something that's like a town hall or a, sort of that serves as like a municipal building? Uh, the sheriff's office is the closest thing they have. Uh, this place has been a town for so little time, they don't even have an elected position. Mm. I was hoping maybe there's like a registry of deeds or something I could pull. See if uh, Long Longwave owns any big, you know, mining concerns or anything like that where, where uh, Dungeons and Dragons might be played. Uh, it, <laughs> it is a possibility. Uh, from what you know of the town, it's going to require some effort. It's not going to be as easy as going over there and asking for records. Mm. Uh, you're going to have to find the right people to ask. And since it doesn't really have a good sense of organization, it's going to take time and dice rolls. I, well, that seems like it would be something that would be up my alley. So. Maybe, maybe, uh, who runs could consult on a, something on a spiritual on a spiritual level that isn't the Catholic Church. Do you have like do you have any well, clairvoyancy kind of spells you could pray um, for? I do have augury, which is not incredibly useful in this situation. I don't think not until you really know what to figure out. Yeah, yeah. But you can get third level spells too, which I think yeah. clairvoyance. Um, I also have a new friend who seems to be a man about town. I could just you could ask, ask him. him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he could. I'm sure yeah, he, could he could. He could be sliding his way into all sorts of places, all sorts of crevices, mm -hmm. your, and orifices. Yes. Put your mouth to work. Oh, boy. By asking questions. What is yeah, really. Starting on money. All right. I guess uh, in that case, in the morning we break and do our respective information gatherings. Okay. We so all what, huddle and do things with hands. Or what's what's a, what's a task we can give to Doc? Uh, <laughs> I mean, somebody should probably hang out at the bar. Doc stuff. Probably, there's probably gossip at the bar. Yeah, Just that's doc stuff. <laughs> honestly, hair done. Honestly, that might be good if a couple people hung out at the bar and just chatted people. So, up. are we are we doing the dreaded split the party five ways? Yeah, I think that's the way to go. Mm. Um, <laughs> let's start with this. So, um, one thing I mentioned last time, I don't want to forget, is that the bar, what this place, doesn't actually really close. Right. Um, they are a rotating shift because the miners work overnight and they yeah. wind up with these guys who are in there at like 6 o'clock in the morning and want to drink. Um, <laughs> as a result, they, they may close for like 20, 30 minutes so they can clean the floors or whatever, but mm -hmm. they don't ever truly close the doors. Um, mm -hmm. They sort of shut the people out long enough to clean. Uh, mm -hmm. The idea that you might station someone like Doc in there to hear gossip all day is actually pretty good because the people come and go all day long. Uh, so I want to make sure that that is considered to be a valid option. You guys don't shoot it down just because it's Silly in our modern, currently COVID context. <laughs> so we're interacting with people. Shit, that sounds terrible. And really, outside of Levi, Doc is the one in this party I would trust the most to spend all day in a bar and not get so drunk he'd start making shit up. Mm. I think what I will do is uh, take a quick walk around the town. I'm assuming is not that big. No, it's uh, fairly small, and in fact, the way it's laid out, it's almost entirely one main street, like they did. Yeah, it's so, one thoroughfare. So I'd probably take a, a just a jaunt around the town, look for um, the dentist, and um, he's probably also the surgeon and the barber. That's why I'm looking for the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, maybe like anything else of note in the town, as far as like someone who might be a little more, let's say, intellectually inclined. Okay. Um, maybe like a, a 
there's a library or a bookseller or someone outside might be able to get some information from who's not going to be like, you know, hawking into a spittoon every third word. Okay. Dude, I, I just, for some reason, you were describing what you wanted to find, and I was picturing what an Old West wizard tower would look like, and it was the coolest thing I've ever had. Well, life. that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> I'm looking for the Old West wizard tower. <laughs> It's just, I just picture like the, the ramshackle buildings of Tumbleweed flowing by, and then an ivory tower reaching out <laughs> as far as the eye could see. See, I envisioned it mm-hmm. as like the the kind of like not built sh- in a straight line up and down janky wooden <laughs> yeah, tower, different types of wood, yeah, 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 like, like an old water tower just repurposed. Yeah, <laughs> like, Six yeah. outhouses stacked on one wooden, another, wooden spiral staircase going like a big <laughs> and like the long thin uh, roof panels that are not, none of them are the same length, you know. <laughs> And one window at the top with like the, just the beady eyes looking down over the <laughs> judgingly. With a brass telescope. <laughs> Beautiful visions. I'm going to write that down because I'm going to use that later. But I'm not going to use that tonight because it's not my notes. Um, instead, you find uh, Flagstaff Drug and Suture, uh, which is operated by Dr. Burt and his wife Josie. Uh, Josie is... Burton or Burt? Uh, Burt. Old West guy's name Burt. I love it already. <laughs> Dr. Burt. It's his last name. I was hoping it was Dr. LeVar Burton. Because um, he'd be well-read. I've been Bert, actually. Um, oh, well, now we've got Bert and our wagon driver. It was Ernie! <laughs> why do I love that joke so much? I don't know why I love that joke um, But Dr. Bert is your local doctor slash surgeon slash everything else, and Josie basically tends the uh, storefront element to everything. All right. Um, and you do find that Dr. Bert is an educated man. Uh, however, he seems out of place here. And you're not really sure what would drive him to come out to Flagstaff. Uh, but you find his storefront very quickly. Uh, it's very easy to find. As I mentioned, it's on the main drag. And it's only a few doors down from Whipple Place. So. And we're we're just trying to gather information about the Aeronite presence, right? Like, that's kind of our main... I, I think that's well in, in the long wave connection. And what happened here while he was here? And what's going on with all the... Uh, Boom industry over Native American craftsmanship. Why is it like a town and stuff? <laughs> what the hell, man? Yeah. What is with this opportunist taking advantage of? <laughs> What's with the capitalism? <laughs> and the cultural appropriation. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, so I'll go in and poke around a little bit. Okay. Um, take a look around the shop, see if there's anything of interest. That he's got around the place. Uh, it looks to be a fairly traditional sort of a drugstore type place. Um, there is a little bit more stock than you would really expect for uh, things like setting broken bones. But it doesn't take a lot of thought to realize you're in a mining town and a lumberjack town. So like people get hurt all the time on the job, so they, they stay busy. Um, there are actually a couple like medical hands, some local boys who um, they're only like 15 or 16 years old, but they at least know how to do some very basic things like set stitches and stuff. Um, Josie is the one who will greet you as you come in, and she is a plump woman in her 40s. Uh, she has sort of chestnut brown hair. It's curly, a uh, little past her shoulders, and she's wearing a, sort of an oversized uh, white doctor's coat. Um, and she has like a, one of those fancy brass tilts with a lever, and she is sort of futzing around with that. You get the feeling maybe this is a new machine, so she's kind of learning her way around the machine and how it works. That's but she looks up and gives you a pleasant nod as you come into the storefront element of it and kind of goes back to fussing with the machine until you approach her. You say, good morning, ma'am. Good morning. How do you find it? Dr. Blythe, I tip my hat. Um, well, I guess I would sign up for a shave if that's available. She says, um, as long as you don't mind one of the apprentice boys. Not at all. Um, I can wait till later if, uh, if that's easier for you or if... Uh, she, uh, she looks over and one of the boys is like stocking shelves and he's like crushing his hands off. Like, Teddy, you got this? And Teddy's this like 15 year old kid. Yeah, come over here, mister. I got you. And there is uh, like a side chamber for it. It's actually a private room that's got a, a long window that overlooks uh, one of the side streets. Um, side streets, by the way, have all, almost nothing on them. This residence is pretty much exclusively off of the main drive. Uh, so there's not really much to look at. There's no foot traffic or anything, but at least it's nicer than a room with no windows. I say, Teddy, is it? That's right, sir. Shake his hand. Doc Blythe. Uh, sit down in the chair and then uh, let him kind of get to work. And 
you know, before he gets to, you know, bringing a razor anywhere near me. <laughs> <laughs> Adventure Rover. Yeah, Adventure Rover. So, uh, <laughs> how long have you been living here, Teddy? Says, uh, I've been here for about eight months. Anything interesting happened in those eight months? Uh, he starts to think and he says... Well, By interesting, I mean maybe out of the ordinary. He, um, he sort of thinks for a little bit and he says... You know, I'm not sure about out of the ordinary. I've been here for so little time... But I can tell you that we get an awful lot of traffic in here from all them folks who are out there cutting the trees and pulling up that silver. That's, that is the majority of people that are out here? Well, yeah, that's the majority for sure. There's, there's not a lot of sightseers out here. Every once in a while, I guess. Every once in a while. Yeah, odd folks travel through here and there? Missionaries, maybe? Uh, yeah, actually, now that you mention it, uh, and you want to give me a roll, just through arbitrary roll, I'll say uh, like a, a persuasion or whatever. See if we can help this kid remember the details. Persuasion. <laughs> so you grab the razor and you pull it Fourteen. Fourteen's pretty good. Yeah, there was actually a man who came through here uh, not that long ago, earlier this spring. Um, didn't seem like he was doing so well. Uh, he actually came in for some attention with the doctor. Um, thought maybe he might have uh, a TB or something. Came out here for a little drier air. He's a little far north for that, though. It's... Uh, Probably better off for him further south, but he seemed to be hell-bent on going further north. So, was he described him as like a sickly man? Yeah, he says, uh, he was, he came to see the doctor, um, he, uh, he had a cough, which he assumed to be like a, a TB-type scenario, because he didn't look good. Um, kind of pale and clammy. How long ago was that, Teddy? Uh, he said it this spring. I'm not sure why, exactly. Um, so he had a couple of people with him. Uh, one was a, a very large man. I got, I got the huge lad. Yeah. He uh, he describes him as a man who wore uh, a long black coat for the trail uh, and a wide brimmed hat. And he assumed it must have been like the, the coach driver or something because he had a constantly had like a handkerchief or something pulled up over across his face, um, like he's kicking up trail dust or whatever. But uh, seemed to be maybe a relative or caretaker or something. Okay. This the Twizzlers, elderly man, yeah, yeah. not especially well. Uh, and elderly does describe yeah, him too. He, he probably was in his sixties. <laughs> <60s. laughs> you said he was elderly. Yeah, yeah in his sixties or so. Um, gray hair, uh, receding hairline, um, kind of a, a beard that goes around the bottom, no mustache. And a bit chubby. This, this is the big guy? This is the younger, or the, the younger, the shorter man. The man who was sick. The, the, the sick man. Yeah. Um, describes him as having one of those necks where, like, the, the extra fat kind of hangs down like the pouch of skin. Wow. This is stuff that a guy who shaves people would notice. That's <laughs> and, uh, Let me tell you in detail about his neck and chin. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's all I was looking at. It's, uh, you know, graying hair that goes all the way around the bottom. Like, um, he describes it looking sort of like a lion's mane. Um... But he was sort of a chubby man who just didn't look well. Well, thank you, Teddy. I appreciate the information. I'm just trying to, uh, you know, help out the how about the law around here with any ne'er do wells that might be coming through, and there have been some problems with some folk peddling some uh, questionable religions around here. So, yeah, kind of keep an eye out for it. Well, I appreciate the heads up, Mister. If, if you do happen to see anything, I'll be staying over at the Borden house. If you um, wouldn't mind stopping by and letting me know. And, uh, and I just let him get on with the, cool. the, the shave. Yeah, he, uh, for being a 15-year-old kid, he's actually pretty competent. Um, you, you can tell he's a beginner, but like, he's not an idiot. You lead with your jugular intact. Yeah. <laughs> hey, can you read? Oh, wow, I rolled a crit. So yeah, he's actually very good. Um, yeah, hey, Mr. I can read. Good. Not a lot of boys your age out here can. It says, uh, well, my, my folks are originally actually from Vermont. Well, if you, uh, actually, do you know of anywhere around here I, I could buy books? Or, or uh, any, any person who has a, a decent collection I could go uh, chat them up about? It says, uh, most people around here aren't collecting books. There's no bookstore, but uh, there's traveling merchants who come through here and there. Oh, yeah, and the Wizard's Tower. And the Wizard's <laughs> Tower. <laughs> you just have to go fight the Wizard and his Minotaurs. Cake walk. That sounds great. <laughs> so I'll let him uh, do his thing. I'll pay him whatever, whatever I owe him. 
Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna make you keep track of the minutia at this level. Here, level six. Haircuts are free, dog. I mean, I have a hundred. I have hundred and ninety-seven bucks. I can afford it. Huh. Oh, uh, sir, I see your badge says level six. Doc's <laughs> <laughs> got one hundred ninety-seven bucks. What are you doing on the trail, dude? <laughs> Buy yourself a house. Settle down. <laughs> You're gonna show the punch card, it's got six punches on it, and he's like, Whoa, 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 your money's no good here. <laughs> Hell, that makes you governor. <laughs> so I will, uh, you know, I'll We're do the, the things you would do at a drugstore. I'll probably buy, uh, you know, like a drink or something, like a sarsaparilla or whatever you would buy in a yep. drugstore. And, um, oh, I will ask Josie, uh, do you happen to have any sort of. Um, Pussy cats. Uh, pussy cats. <laughs> for sale. <laughs> any any sort of uh, a field medical kit that I could t- I, I could purchase. Oh yeah, and she takes you over to a, like a separate aisle where it's actually a whole bunch of different layouts for different price points and stuff like that. Um, I do know a thing or two about basic first aid, and I would like to be able to perform that uh, in, in between towns if uh, you know misfortune befalls me or my traveling companion. Yeah, absolutely. She could give you a healer's kit. Uh, we'll say it costs you two dollars. Uh, she only has one in stock, but it is a healer's kit that will give you advantage on the next time you roll medicine. One time use. One time use, okay. Yeah. It's mechanically one time use, but obviously you're not like using the entire kit. Someone needs a stitch, and you're like, let me turn this upside down. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> just leave it all by the side of the road. None of this Stitches can help me anymore. Stitches, <laughs> uh, scalpel. Just emptying the metal kit on on a wounded person. <laughs> Do you feel better yet? Yeah. 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 Can, that, can that be used uh, like the healer's kit in the um, yep. section works. where you can like um, automatically uh, stabilize people? Or is it okay, cool. Yep. And using it for its intended purpose without the advantage doesn't consume its advantage perk. You can uh, how many charges? Ten like normal or is it uh, yeah, ten one? normal charges and then one of this like super charge. Yep. Cool. 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 Thank you. Anxious. And then after that, uh, I will head back to um, the saloon. I forgot the name of Ripple's place. Ripple's. And it really sounds like an ice cream place. I, don't know. <laughs> I will go Mr. back Whipples. to uh, Whipples and you know get a get a drink and sit down and do what we'd originally discussed, which is kind of keeping an ear out for conversations and see if I pick up on anything. If you want to take care of that later, then yeah, I think we'll go around the table and see what everybody's up. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, what you make the next person? Elk who runs. Hello, Elk who runs. Um, the only thing, the only Elk is going to do is he's going to just sort of roam the town and keep his eyes open and look for anything weird. Okay. Um, White guys selling turquoise statues. Yeah, yeah, I'm not really gonna like, I'm not really gonna like shit on their jam. But uh, yeah, because I don't really have anything else I want to do. He's he's trying to blend, like, be the creepy old dude that nobody wants to look head on, you know, and then use that to just sort of sneak around. Sure, Native American. See, yeah, which are, are I particularly liked in white man times. I mean, they, they like whatever Indians make here, so I mean, start tying some leather together and call it a bracelet and um, see if you can make I a I think I'm just going to do that for now. I think these guys have better ideas, so I'm going to let these guys go, actually. Okay. But that's all I'm going to do. All right, until I come up with something better. Uh, I guess I'll go next. So I guess the sheriff's office is where, uh, where records would be kept, huh? Uh, that would be your first place to start, anyway, yeah. Okay. Um... Yeah, I guess I'll uh, I'll poke in there. All right. When you get there, you see there's a wooden door. Uh, it's hanging slightly ajar, and it has the name painted uh, in just regular black paint mm-hmm. on the door, and it just says S H E R Borland James. Okay. Um, when you open up the door, he's in there. Um, we assume it's him anyway. He's wearing mm-hmm. the badge. Um, next to one of his deputies, and they're just going over some paperwork and all that. Mm. Uh, and they sort of look up and give you a nod as you come in and resume looking at paperwork until you get close enough to the desk to yeah. put them. And I'll approach, I'll, you know, I'll hat in hand and, well, good afternoon, Sheriff James. Uh, my name is Alistair Chance. Mr. Chance, don't believe I've had the pleasure. No, I, uh, I've only just arrived. Uh, and, uh, my compliments on this lovely town which I was not at all expecting to find. Uh, everyone I spoke to said that this was just an up-and-coming mining camp. I am honestly shocked to see what I see before me. Yes, it's grown by leaps and bounds, even in just the last year. Uh, a lot of people coming in to prospect for silver and uh, collect from all the various lumber yards and, uh, and juniper. And... Uh, I assume that must keep you busy, uh, the evils that come with a boom town. It says, um, we've been lucky to dodge most of it. The fact is, we're off the map most places, so 
Uh, hasn't been too bad, but you know, here and there, there's always some bad apples in any bushel. Uh, I must uh, must admit that my curiosity is not limited to just personal reasons. I uh, I am an attorney, and I uh, I do originally come from Utah. Um, always on the lookout for places such as this where uh, property values might suddenly skyrocket. I have some wealthy people in my my book of names that might be interested in uh, in maybe making some purchases. A different um, kind of prospector, I see. <laughs> it takes all kinds. Um, Tell me, is there a public records that I could peruse, a, a, a book of deeds or, or something along those lines? He says, uh, we don't really trouble ourselves too much with that here. He says, uh, we mostly have to deal with the populace. Somebody gets too drunk and fighting and all that sort of thing. And tensions are high sometimes, particularly here in the summer. Um, he says, uh, you might try reaching out to old Remington. Old Remington. Sounds like a gun. Mm. He does sound like a gun. <laughs> um... Remington uh, works with one of the bigwigs, um, some sort of uh, rail interest or something. I, I haven't followed his business, but uh, Remington probably would be able to help you if you saw a client. Where might I find old Remington? Uh, he says they, uh, they actually maintain a rail office uh, a little further north, up near the residential area of town. We'll try up there. All right. Um, he gives you some brief directions. You know, go up here, turn right at the storefront with the green sign, and you'll find your way. Um, and uh, just in, in the interest of uh, being uh, doing all I can to help you do your job, um, I did come into town with four of my companions. Um, a good bunch, a lot of them. Uh, we are uh, we have rooms at the boarding house, and uh, we'll probably only be here for maybe a few days. But uh, if you have any need of us, you can reach out through me, and uh, we've we've helped out with uh, with law enforcement before. A man of mine's been in uh, plenty of plenty of sheriff's posse's. So, any hunters? Uh not by trade, but some experience in that field. Yeah, he, uh, he sort of gives you a nod, and you can see he's calculating something in his head, but you don't really know what's going on there. Can I throw a perception at that? Uh, insight would be more. Insight, I mean, yes. 18. He's struggling with the idea of whether or not to ask or tell you something, mm -hmm. but you're not, you can't pick up more than that. It's, okay. There's, there's this flash of it in his face where he's obviously doing this calculation. Mm. Um, do, um, have I been to my room yet, or do I just know that I have one waiting for you me? You guys just slept the night, so. Okay. Um, I, I always carry a stack of business cards around with me. Yeah. I assume he's got some kind of a pen, some kind of a quill. Uh, yeah, he's actually, pencils are common at this point, I think. Sure, pencils. Um, here, uh, if, uh, if you decide that you, you know, you need to engage any one of my my friends in our services, I, this is where I'm staying. I can be reached here. If I'm not there, I'll probably uh, probably end up getting myself a shave and then going on to Whipple's place. Uh, we'll be, like I said, we'll be a few days. Um, I'm also going to go talk to Old Remington see if uh, maybe he can help me out in a business matter. We could be found any of those places. He says, "Best of luck. Uh, if you go to go see Old Remington, I wouldn't tell him you're a lawyer." I appreciate the heads up. Uh, what would you What would you say? I should say. Perhaps a prospector. Be one of his business allies or colleagues. That's, uh, you know, I'll, I'll peel off a couple of bucks. I'm not sure how much I have, but I know I have a couple of bucks. Yeah. I'll be like, thanks for the tip. Much appreciated. <laughs> Did you put a business card in the fishbowl for the free smoothie? <laughs> <laughs> free share of smoothie. Made it real <laughs> uh, All right, so we'll keep going around the table in this direction. What is Levi doing during the day? I would like to stop by the church for a, a, a morning service, okay. if this, if he is holding one. What's the fellow's name? Uh, let's see, did they give him a name? I'm sure I did. Sorry, my notes are all over the place on this one. The sheriff? My name is Mr. Priestman. Not the sheriff, the, uh, the priest. Sharon huh. Jack Mehoff. Here he is. Ah, yep. Um, Reverend Percy Gallows. Ooh. <laughs> I love it. Is that a family name? or? <laughs> Yeah, their family, their it family. used to be shit house. <laughs> yeah, my family invented the gallows. Big deal. <laughs> From the New Hampshire gallows. <laughs> yes. If you're going to hang anybody, use a genuine gallows brand gallows. <laughs> I will just attend attend the morning service for one thing. Okay. Uh, it's a light service. It's not a Sunday, so there's not a lot of people here, mm -hmm. but um, there's a few. It basically seems like... Um, Toast coffee. <laughs> not even toast and coffee. Uh, not even communion wine. Not even wafers. Um, when you get there, it is a not minimalist, even prayer. <laughs> minimalist service. Um, 
He says some words. You can clearly tell it's him. There's only, it's not a very big church. Um, the vast majority of people who are attending are women. Um, and it's uh, a very short performance uh, from Reverend Gallows as he just kind of talks about, you know, the blessings that are bestowed upon the town for its rapid expansion and uh, all of the wonderful things that God has planted for them here. And he talks about uh, how the juniper embolizes what the town is about and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, draws a metaphor to the town growing, the way the trees grow, and yada, yada, yada. Sure. It's not especially inspired. Um, this guy seems like it's the only guy in town who's willing to do the service. And while he is passionate about it, there's no natural talent there. All right. He's not a gifted orator. Good to know. I will listen respectfully and uh, take yeah. his words. He does try to slip some humor in, but his jokes are, they fall flat very quickly. They just don't sprout. Yeah, they just don't. They don't, they don't grow. They're not very good. Mm. You can take it or leave it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, well, afterward, uh, after people are done shaking his hand and, and uh, having whatever conversations they have with him, I would like to try to get him on with him as well. Yeah, you see, he might be a bit of a polarizing figure. Uh, some people shake his hands and, like, linger the way that you would with an old friend. Uh, and some people just walk right past him. Not everybody a polarizing him. figure, huh? Did he say anything that might have been, might have been considered upsetting? No, he just seems like he might be one of those people that's abrasive to certain types of people. Oh, okay. So doesn't, doesn't, you know, fire on all cylinders in a social way. A personality type. I gotcha. Yeah, it's just one of those sorts of things. And it doesn't seem malicious to you. I mean, you're really good at reading people and... Um, there, there's no maliciousness here. It's just a guy who's not all that skilled at orating. And some people are only coming here because it seems like the right thing to do based on their religion. And some people genuinely feel a connection to his service. All right. And it seems like the latter is less common than the former. Would I have known his name before I went in? Um, you would learn it as you walk in. There's some uh, collateral in the front. There's sort of like a, a vestibule. I guess it's like a sign or something? Well, it's a vestibule and there's like um, printed material. Okay, yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's not well done it's yellowing parchment and black type but type exists and he has some all right well when the opportunity to talk to him comes i will take it i will just i will give him a heart a friendly handshake reverend percy gallows i presume he says in the flesh happy to meet you happy to meet you too my name is thomas fairchild i just came to this fine place that has well as you might put it just sprung out of the ground almost out of nowhere that's right only the latest person to receive the blessings of the lord it, his bounty is infinite indeed. I, I was wondering if this town is so prosperous that noticed there wasn't that much attendance. Is there anything I, anything I can help you with? Help you with here? Uh, he says um, not a lot of people here seem to feel the need for the light of the Lord in their lives. <laughs> All's well when they're experiencing reign of prosperity, isn't that right? Indeed, and most of the folks who come in here are those who've lost. As a result of that prosperity, uh, really? miners' wives and the like. Oh yes, that would ex that would explain the, uh, the the types that came in. Yes, I, did, I could see the lonely look in their eyes. Mm -hmm. yes. It help it helps to have a father in the sky watching over us. I don't have a clever joke prepared, but he actually tries to bring levity into the conversation by making a joke, and it is so inappropriate. <laughs> oh. Daddy's watching. <laughs> or, or, it's like, it's like, well, daddy's always home, or something like that. Yeah, something like that. All the single ladies, am I right? Yeah, something like that, actually. It's, more appropriate. Yeah. it's, it's not like, it, it doesn't know. seem like it's like malicious in its abrasiveness, but it well. is abrasive. And then he, he sort of gives you a chuckle in the wing, and he says, sorry, sorry, gallows humor, as they say. Oh. Uh, uh, Levi, he closes. <laughs> it's like, this is pretty much the face. Uh, <laughs> You see the altar boy roll his eyes and go back to packing up the ship from the sermon. Levi has his uh, streak of blasphemous humor too, so he, uh, he in, a, in a way, he appreciates it, even if he doesn't laugh out loud. Mm -hmm. He's used to people not laughing at his jokes. That's funny. Well, I am a, a rather recent convert to the religion myself, and I've been feeling his blessings every day. I was wondering if I could, well, during my stay here, however long that may be, if I could of assistance to your church if there's anything you need carried or fixed up anything any sermons prepared uh, anything of that nature so we always use help with preparing sermons he says um, 
You know, I, I, I feel the Lord's light every day, but I struggle to make his words into the words of men. But then perhaps I can help you with that. He needs a writer. He needs to be his Conan O'Brien. You yes. can fix his season of the census right now. I'm sure I could. <laughs> mm. Well, why don't you tell me about this place? What, what brought you here originally? Uh, and I will not do a voice for him, but he uh, came to this place because he says he was called by God. Yeah, I get that. Um, you, with your, you have a huge insight, right? Your insight's ridiculous. Uh, I don't remember it being, but let's see. No. Okay. No, that ain't me. Give me an insight roll anyway. <laughs> my, my deception and, uh, and persuasion are huge, however. Right, you're, the, you're good at four. I can persuade him into thinking my insight is big. <laughs> Alright, so 14 insight. <laughs> Um, when he tells you this, you know he's full of shit. About him com- coming here from a vision? About God telling him to come out here. You know that's just total garbage. Okay. Um, well, he uh, is not... God hates this place. He's not an accomplished liar. Um, God has, and trees, they don't mix. He has rehearsed this line. Mm. You can get that from him real quick, but he is not convincing. Um, All right. You're not like a not ready for prime time priest. So yeah, he's, 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 he's a budget priest. I mean, he's out here, and it's you know, there, there's something else to it, but you're not really sure. He's not giving that up with just like facial tics or whatever. But you can clearly tell that what he's telling you is is not something that he truly believes. Mm-hmm. Um, is this a ca- is this Catholic church? Yes. All right. So he's probably so he would be married then. It's big boy church. <laughs> okay. Well, I I, ne- I don't call him on his on his uh, BS. I just listen. Yeah. If he has if he has a nice story, I can respect that as a fellow charlatan. Yeah, he is. He's, <laughs> story. Um, he's the equivalent of a level one charlatan. That is the best kind of bullshit. His story is not especially believable, um, more because of his delivery than because of its content. There's nothing outrageous in it, but he just doesn't deliver it in a socially adequate way. Mm-hmm. And about how long have you been here in Flagstaff? Uh, it's been up on two years now. My goodness, how does time must fly? Well, a little slower it, out here. What was it like at first? Uh, was it really as just bare bones as, as rumors said? Close to deserted, he says. Uh, Whipple's place sprung up and then the mining started. and It really didn't take off until the lumber interest moved in. Mm. Bargewell in particular. Oh yes, I, I could not help but notice wood as it came in. <laughs> There's one thing this town has in abundance. It's wood. Town is always happy to see you. <laughs> That's a good one, actually. Is that a flagstaff in your pocket? You just have to uh, uh, Thomas is going to be like, I just got a good line for tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. Hold on, I'm going to put that in your sermon. Right? As if the, the Apostle Paul is uh, <laughs> delivering messages nice. into my head. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I've listened to that. Well, it is unfortunate that we stumbled across this place at the time we did. We're staying at the board, the boarding house slash uh, perpetual tavern. <laughs> well, I realize I must prove to prove my use to you, so I will get to work on a subject matter for tomorrow. Is there anything in, in a message in particular you'd like to impart to the flock? So I've had a tough time reaching the widows of those who've lost mm-hmm. uh, through the various industries, dangerous industries, and, and people suffer. Um, maybe you could connect with them. Sure. Has it always been job accidents? That seems most typical. It's, uh, it's dangerous work, and out here in the frontier, those industries that expand, they don't necessarily care so much about the common worker. And how have the women been since the man's death? Struggling. Have they been able to get food, shelter, yeah. all the good things? Do they have any... Have they banded together themselves to, to achieve some sort of happiness? Uh, I do believe that's why they come here in the mornings. Well, I think I have my angle then. <laughs> I was going to say, leaving Levi alone with a bunch of widows seems like it's just going to become an <laughs> the orgy. The best idea this has ever First there was the mining boom, <laughs> and then there was the lumber boom, now and then there's the baby boom. boom. <laughs> <laughs> the big snakey orgy. Release the snake! <laughs> Release the python! <laughs> 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 yeah, that's <pretty> stupid. <laughs> if I brought the duck, I would throw the duck at you. Oh well, I'm glad you didn't. Then. Uh, and it, well, as I'm as I'm chatting with him, uh, and mm-hmm. I'll tell him that I'll have. Uh, oh, where can I find you? I'll, I'll sh- I should have something written up by tonight. He says uh, I should just live in the the house just behind 
church here. So. Ah, the rectory house, of course. All right. Well, one more thing. Do you frequently get visitors here in town? It says, um, we frequently get new workers. Those who are already part of what's going on in town come out here, but uh, generally get sightseers and the like. Okay, uh, I will come. I'm gonna insight that. I feel like he's just. Yeah, I fuck. All right. Right gonna... now with him? <laughs> That's what the die says. God's watching. Yeah. <laughs> Full tower of the altar boy. <laughs> God's like. Keep going. <laughs> Deeper. <laughs> oh my god. Be fruity and blow a guy. <laughs> Your god commands it. That's we, have, we have already come off the rails. Yeah, it's the missing 11th commandment. <laughs> Be fruity and blow a guy? <laughs> they always leave it up for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, enough? You can't be manly and blow a guy either. Um, you really have to prance over there yeah. and just... And so, so I'll, I'll cap that conversation off as if it had uh, to conceal my actual point in asking, asking by saying, well, I have a couple of traveling companions with me that I think would make great guests for this church. Maybe they'll come to me. One of them's literally the devil. The other one's a whore. <laughs> I was actually talking, I was talking about Bart and Rita, but... <laughs> I already know, y'all. Uh, you're a, you're a, a pagan. I'm an atheist poet. You're an atheist poet. <laughs> you're a whore. And you're the devil. Tec- technically, I'm the devil's lawyer. But That's <laughs> worse! That, yeah, how does that help? Where's that, where's that like double, like double dipping on the devil? <laughs> I heard you like devil, so we put some devilry in your devil. Yeah, pretty much. Yo, devil. <laughs> that being said, I would totally extend the invitation all the same. Uh, wow. Hmm. <laughs> I'm actually tearing up. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to help, Ben. Uh, so yeah, I will. Uh, I will just leave uh, the Reverend to his to his stuff. I don't want to take up too much of his time. I thank him for his time too. Uh, Jesus be with you, and have a wonderful rest of your morning. Okay. Uh, what is Temperance doing during this time? Uh, Temperance is looking for Howard Uslord, but doing it in such a way that she's like window shopping. She's just sort of poking around the main drag and seeing if he's in the area, if he's in any of the shops. It's not hard to find him. Um, first off, he literally leaves a trail. He's a flash <laughs> Follow that ooze! <laughs> um, it's not like horrific, but like here and there you see wet footprints and it doesn't rain here in August. Droplets. <laughs> so you, you can... Tell that he's been in certain places recently. You can actually pick up his footprint, fling it against the wall, and like walk down the wall like one of those slime toys you got out of the machine. Well, if it sticks, it's done. <laughs> <laughs> then you gotta put it back in the boiling water for a while. Yum. Um, it does not take long to find him. Uh, when you do find him, he is at a place called New Frontiers. And New Frontiers is. We weren't even done with the old Frontiers. <laughs> I know. Uh, New Frontiers is a uh, large like, warehouse-style wooden structure. Mm-hmm. Looks almost like somebody took the blueprint for a barn and just made it twice as big. Right? And uh, New Frontiers is printed in that classic Wild West kind of pointed font. Uh, it's actually got uh, a wooden sign where those letters have been cut out, so mm-hmm. it, it protrudes. It's not just painted on. Um, it's got a white sign with black lettering over it, and it looks very like clean and pristine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then out front, they've actually managed to put up uh, like paintings, um, but they've actually painted pictures of things like turquoise jewelry and uh, woven uh, sort of geometric shape style so ponchos and stuff like saying. that. And well, they've put those pictures up so like posters in their window oh, frontage. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. it seems like um, the Wild West equivalent to a department store mm-hmm. is basically what you get from this. Yeah. Um, it's Tractor Supply Company before tractors were invented. <laughs> they are specifically selling, um, their, their primary thing you can see from their advertising is uh, Native American knockoff products. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't tell they're knockoffs for sure, but you know enough about people to yeah. Uh, and then there's this whole separate section that's like on one side of the building as you're coming around the corner that is um, Chinese. <laughs> and, uh, well, 
sure be oriental. Let's yeah. <laughs> keep oh, it yeah. in the parlance of the time. Yeah. <laughs> China van. Yeah. And uh, you do see through the Celestial. windows that are not covered yes. with advertisements. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that Howard the Ooze Lord appears to be mm-hmm. in there doing some shopping. But yes, yeah, so this is where you see through the window frontage that Howard the Ooze Lord makes his slimy lair. Ooh, he seems to be hanging out in a lot of the like Chinese... Sort of... It's kind of his thing, yeah. He, he, uh, what you got from him yesterday he's was that he's, he's, he's just a <laughs> gossip. He just he has to go around to town and talk to people, and they don't kick him out or anything like that. Like he's well liked. It's not like people are going to throw him out, but he is trying to make polite conversation to make social connection. And he comes from money, so like, yeah. No matter how greasy and slimy they are, like you always talk about. Uh, and I go in as if I'm mind my own business, and well, Mister Oopslord, funny seeing you here. <laughs> He says, well, it is the biggest business in town, Miss Temperance. In- good morning. Good morning to you. Now, what uh, what sort of fine wares are you looking at today? Oh, I'm just making the rounds. You never know when new things might come in. New things? Well, travelers on the road and the like. Indeed. Wow. Far be it from me to be closed-minded, but the last I heard, Flagstaff was um, not really a destination on the map, but... To my delight and surprise, it does seem to be a boom town. Well, they grow in populations from all types and bring in all types of goods. And who am I to turn my nose up at that? Now, round about when did that boom start happening? Maybe a year ago. A year ago? Goodness me, how time does fly and news does not travel. (laughs) Now, what sort of interesting things you've seen come in lately? Well... We've been doing the usual things, any sort of gestures, and it's the like usual. the usual things. The usual. The usual. The usual. How do you get it? I only just landed. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> oh, God. I love it. <laughs> I, for one, enjoy it. I quite enjoy it. He, um, he, he sort of gestures up, and there's painting <laughs> racks of things that are woven from materials, and you know, that the. the Geometric style thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the know. Southwest style. The Southwest, exactly. Uh, and he sort of gestures up at that and he says, nothing very interesting lately. He says, um, the market out here is mostly these turquoise bits and bobs, which are lovely, uh, but don't really suit my interests. And I was hoping for a bit more variety. And lately it seems that the variety has dried up in some ways. What kind of variety are you looking for? Are you looking for... Some men like colors that are not turquoise. So there was variety here before? It wasn't always just this? Uh, there's been variety in the past. It's hit or miss, and it's come and go, and it seems to come in spurts. So yeah. it's Levi. Uh, <laughs> like a super soaker. Full of snakes. A snicker soaker. <laughs> or a super snaker. <laughs> super snake. Snake, snake. Um, yes. Anything of note? I mean, besides my fine self, of course. <laughs> he, um, he does a polite laugh. Um, and it doesn't seem like downplay. He's not worried about it, but he, he does. He is more classic than I. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sort of describes to you uh, things that have come through town that he finds more interesting. And uh, you have surmised that he's more interested in Asian things. Uh, and what you get from him is. Uh, he's not necessarily a connoisseur, but he's not real interested in knockoff stuff. And there's a lot of knockoff. And the difference in quality and the difference in uh, material and that sort of thing matters a lot to him. And he knows when they're just pawning shit they've made and says it's oriental versus the alternative. Uh, And the same is true for Native American things and for whatever other cultures are coming in. There's actually some Irish... Uh, that's becoming popular down here as well. And um, he just seems a little bit put out by the fact that the authentic stuff is not really coming into town as much mm. currently. And you're not real sure if there's like a message there or if it's just because the market is so good for white people white adopting people people's culture to, to manufacture shit that they claim is made. Yeah, white people are great at that. In yeah. an authentic way. Super good. <laughs> So basically, he's anything as long as it's different and it's actually from that culture. Yeah. 
He seems to know enough to know when something is, for lack of a better word, fraudulent. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my, if only I had half the belongs I came from Georgia with, I would definitely trade with you. He says, uh, I would be more than happy to do business, but uh, really leave the business to my family. I'm more out here to savor the good things in life and enjoy what town has to offer and just live a life of peace and find as much happiness as I can. That's army touching. (laughs) Temperance is like... And he sneezes and blasts mucus everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Temperance is slightly thrown off her guard and almost looks like she might be softening up for a moment and then he sneezes. And yeah, it's gross. <laughs> the moment is ruined. Yeah. It's all over her face and her hair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and for a moment you're reminded of Chunks. Oh. Uh, he pulls a handkerchief out from inside of his coat and it's like already drenched and he's like wiping. Yeah, Temperance will hand off one of her, one of her little hankies that she has. He, he takes it and like it's soaked by the time he gets it to his other hand, <laughs> and then he hands it back. And then hands it back to you. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it weighs three times more now. Uh. It's the quicker picker upper. <laughs> now, do you have anything? Was there anything in particular? No, I I know you're interested in all things, but surely there must be something that stands out to you. Says, um, my birthstone is the garnet, and I've been hoping for some garnet rings or necklaces or something, but there's no redstone to be found. Interesting. No, no redstone at all. Well, precious stone. Plenty of granite. You feel like wearing granite around your neck? Be awful lot like wearing a millstone now, wouldn't it, Mr. Uzlower? That it would, miss. That it would. Uh, let's see. Uh, nope, I gave away my, sh- my snail glass. I think you sold it for mad bucks. I... <laughs> and then sold it for meth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, you could probably you could probably smoke snail glass like meth. Uh, well, you'd, you'd actually snort cocaine off the snail glass. Oh, wow, that's too classy for me. <laughs> I'm just the devil's lawyer. What do I know? <laughs> I only start my cocaine off hookers. <laughs> the devil's hunters. Unfortunately, I've uh, I've traded all of my precious stones away, uh, red or otherwise. So you're familiar with red stones, precious stones, that sort of thing. He says, uh, familiar is overselling it. He says, uh, I have an interest in the finer things in life. Sometimes that's jewelry. And he says, um, I'm a man who's not fit for wearing certain kinds of jewelry, but I still know the look of a good piece when I see it. Is he worried? <laughs> Yike. You hear, as his bone oh. rises. <laughs> And it's stuck to his leg. <laughs> As it periscopes. See you guys out next time. <laughs> periscopes out of the Diego Boss swamp with his pants. He's just like pulling like a, a snail. <laughs> Something just moved past my leg. <laughs> oh, God. Well, our fate do, does seem to be written in the stars now, doesn't it, Mr. Uslord? <laughs> says, uh, I don't know about written in the stars. He says, I don't believe too much in fate. Um, what I do believe in is finding the time to enjoy that around you that brings you some happiness. Well, one of these days, I'm going to come through this store and something in here is going to catch my eye. And when it does, I don't intend to miss the opportunity. Well, I wish you the best of luck, Mr. Uslord. I haven't quite... I haven't quite found the, uh, the item that will bring you the most happiness, so. Rather, I had it and I, I traded it away. Um, he, he's picking up what you're putting down, and he doesn't have a verbal retort. He, he just kind of looks a little, a little sad, but he, he kind of, like, game faces up and gives you a proper smile and tries to continue to be pleasant. Uh, temperance smiles and passes on. 
You worry about none of my, about my foolish decisions, Mr. Uslar. The most important thing is that you find the thing that makes you happy. And well, when you find that thing, please do tell me what it is because I would love to know. Baby powder sounds like lots of it. <laughs> Make <laughs> a special <laughs> kitty litter. But he starts the first cement company out here. Yeah. He, just, yeah. he, he gets that sweet highway real. paving deal. Ugh. Nope. 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 <laughs> it's a Benadryl. A Benadryl. A Benadryl. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you do you want anything else from Howard the Oozlor before I come back to Elkie Runs? No, it didn't seem like I really didn't either ask the right questions or didn't have any information to give. So, you know, time for a little hangout with him and just like. Yeah, he's, he's thankful for the company. Um, he's mostly gossiping about town bullshit. Mm hmm. Uh, which you start to pick up on a couple of things about town bullshit, but you don't really get anything that seems relevant to your investigation at this mm. time. Yeah, um, information is information is information, so... Yeah, you do get that there seems to be uh, some growing resentment towards Bargewell Lumber Company. Mm. Um, Bargewell, you heard last session and in-game in yesterday, um, that Bargewell was like this really big, thriving... Thriving, I'm <laughs> We all were waiting for you to say thriving. Thriving, expansionist lumber company. Um, and it is the kind of company where they have corporate money that funds goons with weapons. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people are put off by the fact there's goons with weapons protecting the lumberjacks who are coming in to do their logging. Uh, and they also seem to be irritated by the fact that uh, logging out here reduces the places where game animals survive mm -hmm. and it's making food less plentiful so the, the trappers and hunters are having a tougher time and every once in a while and it's not common that the hunters and trappers get on the wrong side of the lumberjack mm. protection agency and it's the bloods and the crepes <laughs> well and what happens is you know a lumberjack agent guy puts a bullet in a trapper mm -hmm. and the trappers react in a way that is adversarial they don't know how to, to lower the tension. And so there's this constant tension between these two factions where like the hunters and trappers are just trying to get shit to sell and meat to eat and that's it. And uh, these lumberjacks are expanding at such a rate that they can't help but come into conflict. And it's bringing a lot of population and money into the town. So people are thankful for that. But they don't really know how to handle this violent element that's coming as part of the expansion. You could say they're just jacking off. <laughs> you, I, I suppose you could. You're wrong. But yeah. <laughs> well, um, all the time. Oh, we saw the Baron Oleo. Oleo. Yeah, but I'm going to call him Baron Olestra. Oleo. Uh, yeah, not us around here, right? Is there any Oleo, talk about him? Um, there's no talk about him specifically. Uh, you hear that there's a, a railway uh, expansionist who is prospecting out here with the expectation that the railway system is going to join up with the major players and wind up becoming a bona fide transcontinental. Then, That's a long play. It's several years away for them. Yeah, and I imagine he's uh, in good graces with the lumber lumbermen. Um, Howard doesn't really know the intricacies of it. Mm. He assumes so because he doesn't hear about conflict between the rails. Yeah, and you need to clear land and you need lumber to make rails, so. But he, uh, he doesn't know the details of that. And he seems to be politically on the side of the fence that says... Bardwell is a cancer to the town, and though it brings in money and people, it's at the expense of enjoying their own lives, mm -hmm. which obviously is a guy who doesn't have to work and wanders around gossiping all day and collecting things that cost money. Uh, he doesn't seem to have a very good appreciation about the fact that money coming into town is kind of necessary for their survival. Um, but so is food. <laughs> right. So it, his stance is good for his position, but he doesn't he doesn't get the alternative. Mm -hmm. uh, can I just ask one clarification? So we've had we've heard it from a couple of different sources now that there aren't a lot of sightseers coming into town. Like there's no tourism here. Right. Yeah. So it's it's locals who are buying up all this uh, Native American legit and knockoff craftsmanship. Like yeah, the locals are spending all of their new their 
flush money on on swag on swag basically yeah yep. tasteless decorating because they have money and they don't know what else to do they with don't know it. what to do with it because the miners all have like boarding houses and stuff okay. so they have all this disposable income and they're like uh, i guess i'll spend it on booze and ponchos that makes a lot of sense now okay yeah everything, everything just sort of clicked nothing so. has changed in the last hundred years <laughs> a real poncho or a sears poncho <laughs> i finished my sermon uh can i can levi go around town getting to know some of these women these widowers or uh, widows rather yeah. Oh my. Not in a, not in a that way, but more of a like sexual. Look, thank you. <laughs> uh, in a, I'm going to be doing some work for the church. The Reverend wanted me to get to come to come to get to know you and check on you. You'll get a roughly That's even right. distribution between people who don't really care what the Reverend sent you to do, and they've got other shit to do, and kind of shut you out, mm-hmm. versus people who give you a soft story. Sure. Um, Those that are receptive, I will take. I will remember their names. Yeah. Note them down in the sermons, uh, notes, and be sure to include something about them. You're doing hard. your research. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It is hard to tell if the people who give the sob story are more recent or if there's not a correlation there. Okay. You don't really know. Of course. Uh, Even some of the hard-hearted ones, if they give me their names, I'll take it down. Uh, 